بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا ثم بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال مقام في مقام اخر فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفروا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والسلام ان الله مع الصابرين وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اليوم الموضوع الخطبه الا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب ان شاء الله i want to begin by the last poem of rifat al arir the academic the writer the poet and the voice of gaza for the english speaking world he died with his family yesterday entire family was killed his poem is if i must die you must live to tell my story to sell my things to buy a piece of cloth and some strings make it white with a long tail so that a child somewhere in gaza while looking heaven in the eye awaiting his dad who left in a blaze and bid no one farewell not even to his flesh not even to himself sees the kite my kite you made flying up above and thinks for a moment an angel is there bringing back love if i must die let it bring hope let it be a tale my brothers sisters elders we live in troubled times a huge sign of which is a sharp increase in mental illnesses of different kinds ranging from anxiety to depression to all kinds of things and much more serious ailments resulting at the extreme in despair and suicide to give you numbers in 2021 two years ago 48183 americans died by suicide 48183 
and there were 1.7 million attempts at suicide. In 2022, last year, 49,449 Americans died by suicide. The interesting thing is that the rate of suicide is highest in middle-aged white men who are the most privileged section of the population. And they accounted for 70% of suicide deaths in 2021, 70%. The strange thing, at least for me, is that this is happening in the wealthiest, the most powerful country in the world. While in Philistine, there are no suicides, not one. People are being massacred, but they have set such an example of Rida, Bilqada and Shukr that it has become the reason for a lot of people converting to Islam. If you watch the, the different videos and TikToks and whatnot that come out of there, not one of them ever calls the deaths of their family as a loss. Not one. They say we gained martyrs. We gained shohada. Eh, Ajib. <coughs> we of course don't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for Philistine and Philistini people. But if we look beyond the material, visible world, we will be able to see the gates of Jannah wide open above Gaza. And the Malaika escorting the souls of the Shuhada into everlasting grace and beauty. This is not your temporary guard of honor given to somebody in some countries, this is permanent. For those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses, they will be able to smell the perfume of the most beautiful musk as the curtains between the alam of shahada and the alam of ghaib are parted. For those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to honor. And inshallah, like it happened with the Mongols who destroyed Baghdad and the Abbasi Khilafah in 1258 and then became Muslim and became the defenders of Islam, the West, which is blindly supporting genocide, will wake up as it sees the true strength and power of the human being, which is not in money and weapons, but in heart and spirit. As somebody said today, Everything is made in China, except courage, and courage is made in Philistine. <coughs> Our Philistine brothers and sisters are demonstrating a level of this which I am not even sure that this has ever been seen in the history of mankind. To mention just one clip I saw, I don't, I don't see this clip because it. I, I, it, it, something does something to my heart and this, 
there's no point. I don't need to be convinced, so I don't see them. But once in a while, something gets through. And the one I saw was this man, this journalist, talking to this man whose entire family was wiped out. No, nobody left. And this journalist is asking, he says, how will you survive? How will you live? You have no food. You have no bread. You have no water. You have no electricity. How will you live? And this man, with a big smile on his face, points to the sky and he says, We have Allah. We have Allah. Eh? Ajeeb, eh? Is that a different Allah from yours and mine? Somebody else? The same one? The reality is that you cannot kill someone who refuses to die. Because death is not the death of the body, because that dies anyway. But death is the death of the heart and the spirit. The body will perish no matter what we do, no matter where we live. Nobody can escape death. But the heart and spirit live and die by different rules. They live when they are connected to Allah. And a weakness in that connection makes them sick and a break kills them. <clears throat> the response of the Philistine brother points to the meaning of real wealth. Real wealth. Truly Rasulullah would have been proud of these people. I remember the Hadith in Musnad Ahmad An Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu qal qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam waditu anni laqitu ikhwani qala faqala ashabu nabiyuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam awa laysa nahnu ikhwanuk ya Rasulullah فهو قال أنتم أصحابي ولكن إخواني الذين آمنوا بي ولم يرهني الذين آمنوا بي ولم يرهني Anas bin Malik anhu, reported that Rasulullah said Anad bin Malik reported that Rasulullah said, I wish I could meet my brothers. 
I wish I could meet my brothers. The Sahaba asked him, they said, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, are we not your brothers? And he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, you are my Sahaba. You are my companions. You are my, you are my Sahaba. But my brothers, and these are brothers and sisters, are those who have faith in me, yet they never saw me. Wallahi, this hadith belongs to the people of Ghazza. They are the owners of this hadith today, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned those who know him and love him. And he said, Alladheena amanu wa tatma'innu qulubuhum bi dhikrillah. Ala bi dhikrillahi tatma'innu qulub. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means those who believe and whose hearts find comfort in the remembrance of Allah. Surely in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find comfort. Let us see what Dhikrullah does and how it produces peace of mind <coughs> The word Dhikr means to remember. This implies that we know the one we are remembering because obviously you cannot remember anyone or anything for the first time. You never knew them, you can't remember them. You will remember them only after you know them. So do we know Allah? I don't mean know about. I mean know. Knowing about deals with intellect. Knowing deals with emotion. The difference between knowing about and knowing is the difference between sterile academic knowledge and a personal connection which guarantees a response. The difference between knowing and knowing about is the difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. When you think of someone who you may know a lot about, nothing happens to you. But when you think about someone you know, you can feel the emotion in your heart, your body temperature and breathing changes. If it is someone you love, it will bring a smile to your lips. It is, if it is someone you don't love, it might bring a frown to your brow. But there is an effect. There is an effect. <clears throat> and that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described that as a sign of the believer. That there is an effect on the heart. Where he said, Jalla Jalalhu innama al-mu'minuna al-ladheena idha dhukir Allahu wajilat qulubuhum. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ He said which means the true believers are those, are only those whose hearts tremble at the remembrance of Allah and whose faith increases when his revelations, when his ayat are recited to them and who put their trust in their Rabb. My question to myself and you therefore is, do we know Allah? <coughs> to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us see how he introduced himself. I will recite for you a couple of ayat. 
Very short. There are many in the Quran, but very short. I want you to focus on your hearts. To do that, if you need to shut your eyes, shut your eyes. But focus on your heart. See what happens to the heart. Don't focus on my recitation. Focus on your heart. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اللهم مالك الملك تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنزع الملك ممن تشاء وتعز من تشاء You know where they are, you can find them and look at the translation, those who don't understand the Arabic. The question to ask is, does this do anything to me? Alhamdulillah, 
الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما أمر ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا سلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد So one way to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by listening to and reading and reflecting on His glory and majesty and His power and His authority to bring about and create a feeling of khashiyatullah in our hearts, the awe and majesty and glory of Allah in our hearts. The second way of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu is to recall His mercy and His blessings on us. His blessings are beyond counting. وَإِن تَعَوْدُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَحْتُوا سُحَا He said whoever wants to count the blessings of Allah, it is not possible to count. And we know this and you know this. But give it a try. Give it a try. When Wahi stopped for a while for Rasulullah he was very stressed about it and people started taunting him especially his aunt the wife of Abu Lahab and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed وَالدُّهَا وَالْلَيْلِذَا سَجَا مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَا وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا فَآوَى وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَهَدِّسْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the surah we know the surah surah duha he took an oath by the morning he said by the morning sunlight and the night when it falls your rab o muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has not abandoned you nor does he hate you and the next life is certainly far better for you than this one and surely your Rabb will give you so much that you will be pleased. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded him and he said, Did he not? Did he not find you as an orphan and then shelter you? And did he not find you seeking guidance and guide you? And did he not find you needy and enrich you? So do not oppress the orphan. And do not repulse. Don't send away empty-handed 
the supplicant, the one who asks you, and proclaim the blessings of your Rabb. I'm not doing a tafsir of the surah, obviously, but we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advised Rasulullah and reminded him to think of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his past. And that is what we must do. Anytime you feel stressed, anytime you feel depressed, anytime you feel anxious, anytime you feel afraid, think about your own past and all the ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you and me. And you will find that there are places in your life where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you even though you never asked for it. I can say with Allah as my witness that every single valuable thing I got in my life and Allah gave me plenty, plenty, plenty. Every single thing that Allah gave me in my life, I got without asking. In this ayat, in this surah, I want to draw your attention to two ayats. The first of them is وَلَسَوْفَ يُؤْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَحِ Allah said, and that day, Allah will give you so much until you are pleased. Ya Muhammad. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib used to say about this ayah. He used to say that the people say that the ayat of greatest hope in the Quran is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ Which means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to the people, O my slaves, who have transgressed against themselves, who have transgressed against yourselves. He's talking to the sinners, he's talking to those who denied Allah, he's talking to those who deliberately committed crimes and sins. He says, say to them, do not lose hope, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Truly Allah will forgive all sins. You ask, seek forgiveness, Allah will forgive you. Truly he is the most forgiving, most merciful. Sayyidina Ali used to say, people say that this is the ayat of greatest hope in the Quran. Inshallah, of course, it is the ayat of great hope. But he used to say that we, the family of Rasulullah we say that the ayat of greatest hope is when Allah said to him, On this day, on that day of the day of judgment, Allah will give you until you are pleased. And he said, we say that because he will not be pleased until every single one of his ummah is in Jannah. He will not be pleased until every single one of his ummah is forgiven and in Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the shafaat of Rasulullah sallam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to join us with him in Jannah. The second ayah in this surah which I want to draw to your attention and then close my khutbah with is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> said to him, وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ said, do not rebel, don't send away empty-handed the one who comes to you to seek. Don't send away the beggar, don't send away the one who is asking. 
Think about this. This is the advice. This is the advice that Rabbul Alameen, the creator, the sustainer, the maintainer, the protector of the entire universe, all creation, Allah, is giving to his Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is rahmatan lil alameen. Allah sent him as a mercy to all human, all creation, all creation. Rabbul Alameen is advising Rahmatul Alameen if somebody comes to you to ask, don't send him away without giving. What do you think the one who advised will do? What do you think the advisor will do when you and I go to him? He advised his Nabi saying, don't send away anybody. What do you think he will do? So we ask him. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Allahumma hadina fi man hadayt wa aafina fi man aafayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barik lana fi ma aatayt wa khina wasrifanna sharra ma khadayt fa innaka taqdi wa la yukda alayk fa innahu la yadillu mawalayt wa la yahizu man adayt تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتوب علينا إنك أنت الطواب الرحيم والله we ask you to protect our brothers and sisters especially in Palestine we ask you to protect all oppressed people and سبحان الله there is probably nobody more oppressed than the people of Gaza today O Allah, we ask you to protect them from all evil and from all that is happening to them which is bad. We ask you to help them in ways that they cannot see and we cannot see from the ghaib. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Ya Ibadullah, Rahimakumullah, Inna Allah yamuru biladli wal hisan wa itaizil khurba wa yanha'anil fahshay wal munkari wal baghi. يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عضو يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر ولا حيا لما تسنون أقيم الصلاة